Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, I'm packing everything up to move to, where the hell are we going next? I don't even know. Murgatroyd, how are you today? <laughs> I am good. And I was just looking at you. Mm-hmm. Handsome, right? Yeah. You are getting lean over oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Come on. Tell me more. <laughs> you are. I just want to give you a compliment. Okay. So today we're talking about leadership, which may be, you know, a little different topic for what we typically talk about here. But the thing is, if you're going to lead people, you got to lead yourself. And if you're growing a business part of a team, whatever it is, leadership is something that we can all take. You can be a leader. This can help in relationships in your family. It can help if you're in network marketing and you're leading a team of, you know, two or thousands. And it can even help if you're, you know, advancing in your business and you have employees. So that's why I thought it would be a good topic. And it's one that I love. So there you go. You know, I'm just going to say this from the outset. I am not a good leader. And I, do, I you know, I, I, like I know- Hi, all, my name is Rob Murgatroyd. And- I know that this is absolutely antithetical to anything that I preach about beliefs and, and goal setting and all of the world but of personal But you also have to know your lane. But I also have to know my lane. And this is not something that it doesn't come natural to me. I uh, I don't have a lot of empirical data to prove that I'm good at this. So, you know, this is a blind spot for me. And, 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 and I'm going to say this. Because of this, I have realized that I am better suited not owning and running a company other than my own 
you know, with well, what maybe, other company with, would you own? It, right? I mean, like owning. Okay, let me rephrase that. Owning a company with a bunch of employees that I have to lead versus contract out things. Contract out things. Yeah, yeah I could contract out things very, very well. I'm really, really good. But if you have to del- train somebody, you're not. Yeah, here's the truth. I want to be able to say to somebody, "Here's what I want you to do. Do it. Don't don't give me your opinion." <laughs> and that is the. Absolutely. So you need to hire an expert in every field. That is absolutely the worst leadership <laughs> ever. I think they call that a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a leader. I'm a dictator. It's right? Kim, Kim Jong Rob. Right. You know, I took this thing yesterday. It's called an Enneagram. For people that are listening, oh, do you know about this? I've heard about it. I haven't done the research yet, but I can't wait to hear oh, it. Oh my God. I I don't know. Like this is just one. See, now you owe Sophia money. This is, I know. And now let's say, oh my God, we have to say, oh my goodness. In the South, you can't say God. You have to say goodness. You can go to a strip club, but you can't say, you can't say God. Anyway, we're, we're, we have too many balls in the air. So, so the, <laughs> the Enneagram, one of the questions in the Enneagram is do you want to something like, do you want to help lead people to a vision or do you just want to, or do you just want them to do what you tell them to do <laughs> full stop? And I was like, I'm that one. I don't know what Enneagram that is, but that's the Enneagram I am. So I'm not the guy that is going to give you any advice. Don't listen to anything I say okay, in this so podcast. Then- Cause I'm not, I'm going to be worth for shit. Okay. <laughs> this is for you. No, but you know what? It's actually perfect because I'm going to give you three things that you can actually do that are tactical okay, I'm to learning. be a leader. So you can be the prodigy. Are oh, you ready? Boy wonder, go ahead. You're the boy wonder. Okay, so I, <laughs> you know, opposite to Rob, <laughs> I have been in some version of a leadership role, I think since I came out of the womb. And whether it was, you know, class president, sorority president, managers of whatever, I have always found myself or went for some version of a leadership position. So I think, you know, some people are naturally that way. Took Strength Finder, that's kind of my number one. Actually, it's my number two, which is command, which is leadership. Yeah, my Strength Finder said, don't be a leader, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, but there are things that, you know, people just really get wrong in leadership and they think they're a leader because maybe they rose to the top of their business or organization or, are just a business owner like you, you know, in your previous life, that you found yourself in a leadership position, but weren't actually doing proper leadership things. And I think there's a lot of advice out there, but I've kind of distilled down my experience, things from Strength Finder, things from um, Jocko, what's his last name? Will Nick? Will Will Link. Will Link. Um, His book, Extreme Ownership from Go-Giver Leader. I've kind of put them all in a pile, pulled what feels right, and I'm giving you three of them. So let's start. So the first one is a leader's job is to hold the vision, okay? So anyone can come up with a vision, but the leader has got to be solid and good at holding the vision because when shit hits the fan, and it will, when that block comes, when that wall comes, when failure happens, the leader's job is to bring it back around and circle back to the vision. But I don't, I don't want to interrupt your flow, but I do have some questions. Can I ask you mm-hmm. some questions? So yeah. before I ask you the question, I want, to, I want to make a statement first that hit me 
while you were talking. I got a download from the yeah. universe. I'm moving to LA and they get downloads over there, right? I so, upload, so it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Um, and mine's mine's uh, in Wi-Fi, so it comes in a little slow. But here's the- uh, Just don't get it in 5G. I heard that's bad. All right, all right, all right. Here's, the, here's, here's, what, I, uh, here's what I got. I believe that I was not a great leader because I wasn't passionate about the mission slash vision. Yeah. When I think about doing what I'm doing now in the world of podcasting, masterminding, coaching, et cetera, let's just take, let's just take the mastermind, right? When I think about the mastermind and I see the magic that happens when I take people on these amazing experiences around the world and I know how hard they're working and when I put them into these environments and I see how it lights them up, I feel like, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, Father Robert, you know, uh, in Boston that is, you know, trying to, you know, be on a mission to change the world because I know how impactful that is. So being able to talk to people let's say that they were employees, about what I'm after and what I'm trying to do, I can see myself doing that and I can see the right people buying into wanting to be a part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think the missing piece for me was not having a mission or a vision that I wanted, which is why kids, if you're 20 and 30, choose your careers carefully. Choose your careers that you're passionate about because- Everything Kim's about to teach you now with mission and vision, if you don't have a mission or a vision that you're passionate about, then ain't nobody going to be passionate about it for you. No. And, you know, I don't know why I said ain't nobody. I feel uh, like it may be just a, no the South. The, the South. Like I'm in the South. I got to I gotta leave the South. You, I you, love you, South, but it's time to go. You got 10 days. You're going to be fine. So, you know, here's the thing with the vision, though. So you are in an office structure, right? So it's your vision in the office. But- what if you took it a step further and said, what's the vision for your employees? What do your employees want? What's their vision? What do they want to see happen? That's a vision that you're holding for them. Because, you know, you're going to have people, like take Darren. Darren knows what his people want. They all have their own vision of how they want this to You know, this is a podcast and there's somebody from China listening right now who has no freaking idea who Darren is. Oh, if you don't, if you follow us and you don't know Darren, then go back to episode one because that's Darren. But Darren is a friend of ours. He owns a huge, huge, huge company. Darren and Tony, they're amazing. He started this amazing company, but they really do lead with vision and mission. And my belief is they know what their employees want and they are really good at helping hold that vision for their employees. And it's a joint vision. If you're in network marketing like me or in something along that line, if you have a team like I have a team, what are we at? Around 8,000 now. So obviously I don't know 8,000 people's vision and 8,000 people probably don't have a vision, but the ones that step up and want it, the ones that step up and say, I'm ready to really make a change in my life and I'm ready to make a change in my income and in my family and in my future and my legacy. Those people, I will figure out, help them figure out what their vision is. And then it's my job to be the container for their hopes and dreams, for their mission, because there's going to be a time where they don't believe in it. And I have to pour that belief back into them. Do you remember when you told me, this is your vision? This is what you want for your family. You want to be able to raise your own daughter and not let somebody else raise them for you. You want to be able to teach them life and show them life instead of having it done by default at school or with a nanny or whatever. Like, I'm just making that up. 
So it's my job to bring that vision back around and be the container that holds their hopes and dreams. So when they their belief you know, goes down because they hit a wall or because someone told them no or whatever, I'm the one that has to be there to hold that up. And the only way that you can actually do that is if you've done the work on yourself that you have a vision and you're holding your vision and you're not wavering and you're leading from your gut, you're staying grounded, you're trusting yourself. And more than anything, you're taking ownership. But isn't that vision more specific to a network marketing business? But what if your employee's vision is not your vision? So in other, you know, in other words, let's say, you know, somebody works for, you know, a corporation like Coca-Cola as an example, you know, how do you apply their vision if you were managing that person to the company's vision, don't you have to enroll the person into the corporate vision? You do. But I also think that as an employee, I remember being an employee and truly wanting what was going to be beneficial for not just me, but for the company. So yes, you want to enroll them in the company vision, but you also want them to have a part, in my opinion, of that vision. So you as an employee in the marketing department of Coca-Cola, what is your vision for how you want to be, how you want to show up here? Mm, what's I see. your vision for the type of employee you want to be? What's your what's your track? What do you want? Do you want to stay where you're at? Do you want to grow? Do you want to go to the top of the marketing department? Do you want to be the head of all marketing? What's your vision? You remember you told me you wanted to be the head of the marketing department? Well, there are some things that are new that are coming out in social media and we need you to get educated on that. So blah, 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 blah. Like you have to know where they want to go. This is something, speaking of Darren, again, I feel like I learned everything in life from Darren, but he taught me something with his employees. And I think he's probably has a hundred employees now, right? Some, maybe more. I don't know. He's got a lot of them. Always growing. He's always growing. And what he said was he used to create what he want his employees to do for them. And then he would tell them how he wants them to do it. Now what he does, yeah, right. But now what he does is he says, this is, you know, high level. This is the challenge. This is what we need. Go build it. Yeah. And in the go build it, when the employee builds it, they have a vision for, for what they want to create. And in the building of that, they're, taking the action steps that they created as opposed to what's being told to them to create. Okay. So you just segued into the second thing I wanted to talk about, which is empowering instead of enabling. So enabling is the first thing. I'm going to work out the system and I'm going to hand it to you and you're going to just do the system and shut up, right? Empowering them is what he just did. Here's what we need. You're going to take ownership over this project and you're going to go and run with it. Yeah, I do the opposite. I tell them exactly what to do and I micromanage the shit out of them until they quit. Doesn't it sound like people want to... And by the way, we're hiring. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds amazing. So, you know, empowering people instead of enabling people. This can be in any business model you have, whether it's, you know, brick and mortar employees, whether it's network marketing or whatever your business is, empower them. Do not enable Pour belief into your team. Practice giving leadership, which is the example you just gave with Darren. You know, a lot of leaders, they like that limelight. They like being at the top. They like being Kim Jong Rob over here. Practice giving leadership. It's not about you being at the top. It's about you stepping aside and raising others up and truly pouring that belief into them. So to be a great leader isn't about 
always leading. It's about empowering others to lead. Like Harmony is, is specific to people. You want to have all the people around you in harmony. So in other words, you're not going to be the one that is going to go into the room, create conflict because disrupt. there's something that you don't believe in. You know, you're not going to say to your boss, I, I don't think that's a good idea. You want harmony. You're not going to say to your coworker, hey, why are you doing that? Because you want harmony. And now we just learned why it's my number 34. Okay. So yeah, you don't care about harmony. I, I do. Care. My harmony is much higher. His mar- harmony is much higher. But here's the thing. You can, like if Rob was like, don't you just want harmony in your life? He can he can beat me with a wet noodle on harmony. It's not gonna raise. So the, you're, it's a losing battle for you to talk to me about harmony. It really is. I want it for you. If you want it, I want it. It's good for you. But I don't need it for me. But I am, you want to ideate? You want me to lead? I'm right up there. So using the strength finder is great because you can see where the people in your team fall and how you can help lead them by what's important to them. Like one of my good friends, Chris, hers is winning others over. It's her number one. It's called Woo. And this girl can win anybody over. It is like her job. And she does it authentically and fun and it's natural and it's amazing. So it's so great to take her and put her into certain positions where she teaches our team about connecting in person. How do you truly connect with people? Because you know people like me that are not so good at connecting need to learn from her. And so it's really good to take them and empower them in the strengths that they have and pull those strengths out of them. So any questions, comments, or concerns, Robert, on No, so it, so it sounds like what you need to do is if you're going to be a leader, you need to understand that people are going to need to be led very differently. If somebody, you know, if, if you're leading somebody whose harmonizer is not very high and the advice or the leadership that you're giving them is, is sort of around harmony, um, <laughs> harmony then it's, it's not going to work and vice versa. So part of being a leader is understanding what and when to say to the person. And, and, you know, frankly, I've had some great, I've been led by some great people in my life. And sometimes it's a word, it's a sentence, it's a look, it's a, come on, Rob. Do you know what I mean? It's something like that, that will spring me into action because it was well placed. The leverage was there. The the heart was there, but it wasn't it was, antagonistic. It, the, yeah. The heavy hand was there, but it was there with the heart and it was done in a way because they took the time to know how to lead me and what to say. So I, I think the comment I would make is I love the strength finders analogy because it's very, it's very black and white and it's, it's very clear about how somebody processes information and how you could potentially lead them. Awesome. All right. And then the last one is ego. And, you know, leaders, they have ego. It's like kind of like one and the same. I mean, we all have ego, but often leaders have a lot of ego. And they, like I said before, they like to be at the forefront and they want to be at the top. You know, not all of them, but a lot of them do. And the problem with it is if you're not willing to do what I said in the previous, you know, little section, which is step aside and raise leaders then your ego is going to inhibit your ability to grow. So if it's more important for you to be seen as top dog than it is for you to grow, that's an ego problem. So you got to check your ego. And you also have to realize you're not everyone's going to love you. Like you can't be everything to everyone. You're not going to win every single person over when you're the leader. They say it's lonely at the top for a reason. So you have to have some 
sort of, you know, knowledge and acceptance that you're going to lead with your heart, with your gut. You're going to raise leaders. You're going to find people and empower them. And with all of that, you're going to hold their vision. With all of that, you're still going to have people to go, yeah, she sucks. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, I think that leadership is one of these things where people just sort of think that they're good at it. You know, I think a lot of people, I was, I was super honest about, you know, my, uh, my skill set in this area, but I, I don't know that that's common for most people. I think most people think that they're, you know, great leaders Yeah. and leadership from what I've learned is, is a skill set that in many ways can be learned if you're willing to take the time and, Going through that learning curve, you know, there's going to be an education by doing things like you mentioned by getting, you know, Jocko Willink's book. And there's so many people who've, you know, who've written about leadership. And if it's something that you want to do, take the time, do your work, do some reading, and then step into the world of practicing it. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things is people, I don't know who said this, so... I'm sorry it was a, it was a for person? not giving quote. I'm sure it was a person. It wasn't like a frog or something. So I mean, <laughs> the fault <laughs> is a person. Um, you can only lead as far as you grow. And that's a thing with leadership is, you know, you have to be willing to not always be right because wait for it, you're not always right. And you have to be willing to grow yourself. That's what I love about Jocko's book. Jocko's book was really good for me because it, it came at a time where, I was struggling in my team to lead. And what it taught me was to just take ownership of everything. And what's my part in every situation? So if somebody is feeling a certain way about, let's say they got their feelings hurt or they don't feel included or they whatever, what's my part in that? I can easily go, oh, well, she's crazy. She da 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 And I can give you all the reasons why I think she's wrong. Or I can be a leader and I can say, what's my part in that? And that doesn't mean I'm dismissing their part in it. I'm just not pointing the finger. That's well, you're actually to playing learn. to your strengths too, because that's sort of in your DNA. Like that advice was was clear to you mentally and it made sense for you. And it's also inside of who you are. So you were able to deploy that easily. Yeah, deploy. Oh, is that like a Jocko Willick? Is willing? I, try and, I try and make alliterations, nice. yeah. Nice. Um, and then the last thing is how you lead is not about what you say. It's about what you do. And so it's the same as parenting. Leading is parenting. It's the freaking same. I swear to God. It's not, you know, you can't smoke cigarettes and then tell your kid not to smoke. That's not going to work out so well. So how you lead is not the words that you're saying. It's about what you're actually doing. All right. We're going to wrap up with uh, words of wisdom from me on leadership. You ready for this? Is there one? There's one word of wisdom, and that is you can't lead anybody until you lead yourself. All right. And I got one last thing just to just to throw this in there. I want to give a little Friday shout out. Oh, that's Friday right. The new, the, new, the new segment of the show. So here's what I love about Friday shout out. I love interacting with people that listen because you know what? It lets me know people listen. <laughs> and so, so what, what are you doing? Are you doing you, are, are you shouting out their Instagram handle? You didn't say that last week. Is that their Instagram yeah, handle? Yeah, sorry. I am shouting out Instagram handle because that's mostly how people connect. This one is at Rob Lewis 247. He has, uh, he's a, I'm going to say this wrong. Moy, 
Muay Thai fighter. No, you did that right. Did I do that right? Yeah, Muay Thai. In Australia. And he's awesome. And what I love is he sends me updates about how he's applying the different strategies and things that we're talking about and how we're making an impact. And I just love, love, love being on the inside of how people are taking this information and applying it to their life because it helps us give content that people can actually use and work with just, you know, as opposed to like a nice fluffy, fun podcast. I really love to make an impact and I really um, enjoy hearing about everybody's life's lives. Wow. Here we go. And what they're doing. And so Rob, thank you so much for making, not you, Rob, Rob, making us a part of your journey and uh, keep sharing. You know, listen, we're regular people. We're a regular couple. We're just trying to figure shit. You are not regular. Well, we are. We are. (laughs) We're regular people. We're just trying to figure shit out. So if you um, have questions or you want to connect with us, just um, hit us up on on the the IG. On the Insta. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.